amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. This thing right here is for my people's in the streets. Yes, yes, today. Yes, yes, today. You know, as we start this show, this one might be. There is a pause throughout the stadium as this man sounds like he just coughs up a lung. They're looking around, the jumbotron shows and pans the cheerleaders, and as it goes down each cheerleader's face, each one breaks up into laughter, which at this particular time destroys half the stadium. The other half is still trying to figure out what the hell just happened. Does this guy need uh, CPR or something? And then at that particular time, I lost it. Devon Yes, 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 today. Love Talk Radio. this one might. Phoenix is another place. They got a great uh, training staff. I mean, they, they were able to breathe life back into Shaq. And if you can do that, then the people talk a lot about their training staff. Love, love, yes, yes, today, you know, as we start this show, this one mic. All right, welcome to One Mic on the RC platform. This is your guy, D. Wills. Uh, before I start, I always like to encourage you to go to realsportsguys.com. Uh, check us out or check us out on Apple Podcasts. we got some new ones on there. Uh, we got a recent one that I did with Phil T on the big show, um, focusing on the one and done. It was a great podcast. Phil T is next level. You know, that's why we call him the Dr. Dre of the game um, and exciting. Uh, we got more content coming up there. So either on a, on our pot, on a, uh, any of the podcast um, platforms or on realsportsguys.com, you know, check us out, uh, get there to catch on uh, to what we got in the building. So we want to make sure you do that because um, we are just, uh, excited about what we got going on. We're building a little bit uh, here. Um, you know, as I get into the show, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to to have uh, a, a couple of my, uh, you know, my compadres with me who are always running with me here on one mic. I got to bring them in before we get into the into the open mic session. Uh, my man, Hank, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing well, D. Hope you're doing well too uh, yourself as well as. Uh, Young Darnell, you know, it's another night to, to sit here and sit back and talk a little bit of sports, and it's always good. Even though this week started off with us being underwater, without no power, but we still move on, and it's time for that hour. <laughs> ah, yes, yes, yes. And then we got the youngin'. Uh, we got to see if he's doing the right thing, you know. I'm going to push him back to uh, in, in, intern status if his audio's all messed up. But we got Darnell. What's up, young man? How you doing? Oh man, I'm doing I'm doing good. I'm over here in uh, Maryland. Uh, I'm College Park, Maryland, as my boy Carlos just said. I'm here for the Juanche Tank Davis fight on Saturday. As you guys know that in my boxing podcast, 
But uh, we we going to have some fun on here. I just got some buckets, just left the rest running. <laughs> Leaving bodies in, in my waist. Ankles on the floor. <laughs> Man. Okay. Uh, you, you sound like you sound like you 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 down there on the corners in in, in, in Baltimore. This ain't the wire. Tell Pookie I said hi. You sound like you you sound like you about to run up on Brother Muzan out there. You what, you talking all quiet I might. there, but uh, and uh, you know I, I know we had a tragic loss to the box the boxing world. I don't know if you want to talk about that. I know it wasn't on the rundown, but uh, you know uh, where we. Uh, Lost a life here in the ring, um, so I don't know if you want to share anything about that. Oh man, it was a it was a very tragic um, loss in the boxing world. I watched it. I watched this fight live, and right, yeah. um, it was crazy because there weren't any uh, knockdowns in the fight. Um, he did take a lot of punishment. The fight was very reminiscent. If you guys haven't seen it, the fight was very reminiscent to um, Austin Trout versus Jared Hurd. Um, that is said, he wasn't really winning the fight like Austin Trout was, but he was boxing on the outside, using his lateral movement and stuff, but he just got tired, so he couldn't move around too much more. So he had to stand and fight with the guy that was coming forward. And, and the guy that was fighting, Matias, Matias, whatever he is, I think that's his name, Matias, from um, yeah. Puerto Rico, his style is very reminiscent to um, Jared Hurd. He's like a Jared Hurd at 140. He just keeps coming forward behind his shoulder. And he's fighting on the inside. He was throwing a lot of hard shots. He wasn't able to drop him, but uh, a lot, a lot of damage was done. So, um, uh, Buddy McGirt, he, he did stop the fight um, after the eleventh round. But um, uh, I guess the damage was uh, the damage was done, and it was it's very sad news. Uh, happening because he's, he's a young guy, very young into his career. He's only 13 and 0. But um yeah man, this is um this is why you hear guys like Floyd Mayweather guys like Andre Ward talk about um the game the name of the game is to hit and not get hit. You don't want to be just in there taking punishment for no reason just to appease the fans. But um Guys that fight like that, they get criticized. Guys like um, Jeremy Rigondown, guys like Arizona D. Lawler, guys like uh, Floyd Mayweather Jr., and guys like that, even Purnell back in the day. Like, even Muhammad Ali, he wouldn't like Muhammad Ali when he was fighting, but guys that use that kind of style, um, they're, they're, they tend to be uh, ridiculed. And um, nights like this um, kind of puts you in a mind, like, maybe I understand um uh, the way that they fight. So um, that's that's pretty much my take on that. And um, rest in peace to Davidson and first off with family. And I know Buddy McGirt has to be feeling pretty bad right now. So um, uh, hard goes out to him as well. Thank you for sharing that, man. And uh, you know, I, I thought it would be only appropriate for you to you know, to, to talk about that. So thank you for doing that. And uh, uh, you know, definitely, um, uh, in, in, and we look forward to, you know, as we move forward in uh, the boxing community, I'm sure they're going to be doing the, the, the 10 count uh, in honor, um, you know, at the uh, Devontae Davis fight. Um, and uh, we'd love to get the report from you uh, as you you have that experience and you continue to forge your future in the boxing. But it, I, it probably will be a lot of the talk 
you know, as you as you get in that space uh, uh, for the for the fight. And so, uh, thank you for sharing that, man. And uh, you know, these are things that we want to do. I mean, he's only 20 years old, young wife, uh, I think uh, a child as well. Um, and uh, you know, there's there's a lot of there's an impact on this. Um, you know, uh, that, that that's a ripple there. So, thank you for sharing that. Um, you know, if I could, I'd like to add a little something to that. You know, uh, it's yeah. tragic. This this is such an overall tragedy because let's also remember the fighter that 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 he was fighting against. You know, you know, we we talk about you know all the time about the injuries that happens in sports and stuff, um, but you don't ever go up against your opponent and don't think that your opponent is not going to survive the competition. And you know, I, I'm I'm thinking back. You know, we had an opportunity to kind of discuss this. Uh, with some old schoolers, and I don't know if you remember this, and and and, and uh, uh, Darnell, this is one for you in the, in the history books. But back in the day, a fighter Ray Boom Boom Mancini uh, yeah. fought a fighter yeah. named Duku Kim. Uh, yeah. Duku Kim was knocked out in that fight, and he actually uh, later passed passed away. Ray Mancini was never the right, uh, the same fighter again. Okay, no. that just psychologically kind of tore him up. He, you know, he, he, he. I don't know if he fought any more after that. You have to sometimes that you never think that your opponent. I don't care how much you put into it, that your opponent's not going to survive the competition. And so, it's an overall tragedy, you know, for the game. And and and, and while it is just absolutely devastating on one side, with the young man losing his life and and his family's got it going without him, but the competition. And and the way that other uh, fighter, you know, approaches his next fight if he can, is also mm-hmm. something that we don't talk about a lot. Yeah, you're you're right, and you know, yeah. bad fighters were never the same in the ring. They couldn't fight. Some people, it took them a long time to even get back in the ring to spar or do anything. Uh, it, it has an impact on it because you know people are competitive, competitive, and they you know they talk a lot before the fight. There is this kind of gentleman's thing where folks want to walk out and be able to walk home healthy to their to their families. Um, uh, so I think right. that's something there. Yeah, um, that fight, Duke Kim versus Ray Mancini, was actually the reason why um, we fight 12 rounds instead of 15. Cause at home. That's right. Um, there was a meeting, and after that, they decided that uh, the fights are going to be 12 rounds instead of um, 15, as far as the chance to fight to go. But um, like you said about the um, the having such a tragic thing happening like that must weigh on somebody's conscience, uh, especially in the sport like boxing where the game is to hit and inflict damage on your opponent. Like um, I remember this is going even farther back in history, but you have a guy named Sugar Ray Robinson. He had a dream one day that he was going to kill his opponent. That uh, he was going to kill his opponent in the ring. And he didn't want to. He didn't want to go through with the fight. And um, he went to a priest, and the priest said, uh, "It was just a dream." And he ended up, they ended up coming true. And um, his opponent, Jimmy Doyle, who didn't make it out of the fight, uh, so I know that that was really uh, well on somebody. Yeah, it is, and and, um, and and the impact it has on the family around them and everything else, and so. Uh, you know, um, you know, Maxim is going to be an outside players here, uh, real sports guys, uh, and, and you know his uh, and his family and, and friends and extended, you know, as well as Buddy McGirt, um, uh, who did everything he could uh, to try to keep it from happening. So, 
Yeah, we definitely went. I, I, that was something that was on top of my mind. And I, we didn't have it in the run. I'm glad we were able to touch on to that. You listen to RSG One Mic. Um, we're about to go into the open mic, um, and uh, there was a there was a there was a, a, a unusual press conference. Say hello at the Clippers, Paul and Kawhi. <laughs> Come on, get up, the viewers. Nice as I am. Get up. That is owner and fellow Michigander. Uh, I got a couple of Michiganders going on here. Uh, Steve Ballmer, uh, excited about the introduction of PG uh, 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 and his man, Kawhi Leonard. Uh, I've never seen an owner. I mean, is anybody more happier than Steve Ballmer? Like, I don't know if y'all had a chance to look at that press conference, but I'll start with you, Hank. Like, like this is a billionaire, like, over many, many times. And mm-hmm. he was jumping around like he won a billion dollars. Like, is, is, is there anyone more happier than him? I've never seen a, a player like that. And it, <clears throat> what did you think was going through Kawhi and PG's mind? I know they were like, what in the hell did we just sign up for? But you know what? What we don't sometimes uh, pay close attention to is, you know, he might be the breath of fresh air as the owner uh, for the Clippers that Mark Cuban once was for the Dallas Mavericks. You know, mm-hmm. Mark Cuban was, if nothing else, a fan of the team that he owned. Okay, so if this owner is, is that way, you know, he took over for uh, Sterling. I think he bought the team from Sterling, and we all know yep. about Sterling. So, uh so this is uh so so this we've seen this before. Probably not at this level, but he is in La La Land. Okay, he did win uh the free agency sweepstakes, okay, with uh with with the claw. All right, that was he he was most sought after and he pulled off one of the biggest coups to get him there to the Clippers and not the Lakers. So that's a lot to be excited for from him. And then, you know, he showed that he's got some ham in him. You know, he's got some pork in him because, he, you know, he, he, he took that and he embellished it. And it's his job. It's his investment, you know, to get the Clipper fans excited about what they have. Okay? So uh, I don't blame him. You know, it, it, it was theater. We're talking about it. You know, and, like, again, you know, Mark Cuban was the first one to kind of do a lot of that crazy stuff as an owner in the NBA. But see, I'm not surprised. But yeah, I, I, I you know, you know how Kawhi is anyway. You, I started with they, they were side eye in the daylight out the man, but they was like, hey, we getting paid, so we ain't gonna worry about it. And and, and before I go to uh, uh, to Darnell, you know, if you're going to take over uh, uh, a franchise, the Lakers, or get your uh, more or your market share in LA, you gotta have somebody like him. Like he has no fear. He gonna get right. a new arena. He he gonna create the brand. He gonna you know you gonna see stars walk over. There. People like to be around people with positive energy like that. He gonna make sure they get the best of best. He know the, if you look at their organizational structure is probably from from top to bottom one of the best in the league in terms of people he got placed. Um, he trying to let them know we're trying to go after everything and be enthusiastic and you know we're not we're the, he's used to pushing boundaries and doing the impossible. So when people say it can't be a Laker, uh, a Clipper town, he don't believe it. Ain't in his reality. Uh, and he, he want to make sure everybody like, we got the energy. And that's what this was part of it. So, you know, he's, he's up for the test to say, look, we're, we're more than a sideshow here in, in L.A. Darnell, you get a chance to check that out? 
I did, I did. And um, do, have you ever seen a such a large difference in uh, uh, personalities that um, from Steve Ballmer and Kawhi Leonard? It's like night and day. And you see that um, <laughs> the failed handshake. Steve Ballmer tried to yeah. um, shake his hand, and um, Kawhi looked at him and put both his hands on his shoulders. I was like, "What is going on?" That was a classic Kawhi moment. But um, <laughs> it was, you, you hit it right on the head. I mean, and some of that's like Kawhi. You got to step up. Some of that's Kawhi's responsibility. Shake his hand, man. All this awkward exchanges on handshakes. You got to be better. So some of that's on Kawhi. Like everybody keeps putting it on the other person. Some of that stuff, Kawhi, you got to we, – we give you a pass on everything else. We ain't giving you a more pass on the handshake. Get the handshake right, man. You know, this is the guy who got who writing the check. At least give him a hug. You know, there's certain things you got to evolve to if you want to sit in that lead seat, that lead dog seat. So when I looked at it, I'm like, that ain't bomber. Like, you want your, 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 your owner to be that happy to be here. Give him a hug. Give him something. So I put that, that mess up on that on Kawhi. He needs more criticism on it. We can't criticize him a lot, but that one I'm criticizing him. So, so did you see the look at Doc? Hey, hey, Darnell, did you see Doc? Rivers? I was trying to figure out what Doc Rivers was thinking. <laughs> That's the part I was trying to think. Doc was smiling, but Doc always looked like it was kind of corny. But Doc gonna roll with it. I was trying to figure out what Doc was thinking. Doc was like, I'm gonna smooth this over. You know, I don't know what Doc was thinking. Uh, did you see the look on Doc's face? I didn't. Um, I just saw a couple of clips of it. I didn't see the whole press conference, so I can't really respond to that one. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> right, no, I, you know, the thing is about it, though, he threw them all off with that, okay? I mean, he just escalated, escalated, escalated. And then he was like, get up! Get up! It's like, dude, it's a press conference. Okay, the season is over. You know, I mean, I know you're excited, but calm down, my God. But you know, he was up there probably in, in the in the owner's box before they got there. Had him a few tulips, so he was ready to go. <laughs> oh man, I, I think it's uh, this, this is going to be this is going to be this is going to be an interesting NBA uh, NBA season. Um, uh, and I'm, I'm I'm excited to see it going. And Bombers got me. I mean, NBA is just on this summer. If you talking about anybody, they've hit they've hit uh, they've hit out the park this summer with everything they got going on. It's like they, it's almost like they can't do anything wrong. It's, except there's one person who might be able to to get over them to do it. Jalen Ramsey rolled up in a Brinks truck. That to me, you know, we always have these, you know, coming to training camp. Somebody's always doing something. You know, you have people riding up in their crazy cars or their, you know, they, uh, the, the the Packers got the bikes with the kids and all this. But Jalen been talking about his money, and he wanted to make a statement uh, by driving up with a Brinks truck. Uh, I think it was a lost art of just tongue-in-cheek. Did y'all get a chance to see that? Uh, Hank, did you get a chance to see that that, that story on uh, Jalen Ramsey? I, 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 I did, but it, you know what? It's so funny to me. You know the the depth that these guys are going to go to. So I'm going to drive up in a in a brink stuff. I see. I, I always take that. Look, I could take the management side. Okay, it's like okay, yeah. so you're going to drive up into camp with a Briggs truck. Well, hell, if you can afford to rent a Briggs truck, we must be paying you pretty damn good. So get your butt out there and run them cones. <laughs> but, I, but I get, <laughs> but I get where you're coming from. 
You know, they, they, I, I get where they're coming from. You know, that that that, that CBA they got is raggedy in the NFL. So these guys got trying to get paid. So I, I ain't mad at him. But, you know, sometimes some of those antics just backfire. You got to be careful because those owners be like, well, you know, he, he was able to get his brakes truck. So so clearly he's overpaid. You know, they come up with some crazy stuff like that. He, he needs more incentives for this season to get the money he's looking for. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, 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 it's uh. It, it 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 was. I mean, I I love him, man. He's good for uh, for football. It's like you said. Like these football players are trying to find anyway. They they look at these basketball players. They, you know, like the cat. You know, you know, like you know, we was young and kids didn't have no, the ice cream man came, and he's always a couple folks that had no money, and you got your ice cream, and you were looking. At, they were looking at that ice cream, like it was the the antidote. Like they needed it. Like you look up, you look in your ice cream, and they looking at you like you crazy, and you ain't got no money to give them nothing. That's how football players are looking at basketball players now. They look over the fence, right, right. like y'all got the autumn cones, y'all get to eat like that, and they gonna do whatever they can to get a lick of that ice cream. I want to be able to right. shop there, so I don't blame them. I don't blame them. I don't blame these cats for doing what they're doing, and we'll cover a lot of that part as as we start to think about the NFL preseason because those layers around that will shape a lot of our conversations around some of this NFL preview. Uh, over the next few weeks, we're going to try and preview all the divisions. We're going to start one division today because we're going to try and work out the kinks of our methodology, the way we're getting at this. And so today, the lucky, the, 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 the lucky division in the cipher, in the cipher today, is the, NF, in the NFC East. And so uh, we, go, we got some questions we're trying to each answer in terms of figuring that out. Uh, as we get in the cipher, you listen to RSG1 Mike. Uh, we just left out the uh, the open uh, open mic, and we're about to enter the cipher. All right, this is the cipher. This is where we we get our main topic, and our topic today uh, in the cipher is the NFC East. Um, and I'm a, I'm gonna kind of frame um, what the uh, start with. Uh, uh, just kind of high-level preview of each of the teams in terms of where they are in the power rankings here in the preseason. Uh, just maybe a couple of just items about not get too deep in it because we'll get in deeper enough analysis as we go around with each person. Uh, but, you know, obviously uh, there's power rankings out, um, and uh, the highest-ranked uh, team in the NFC East is Philadelphia. They're 10th in the, in, the, in the preseason power rankings. You know, a lot of what they got going on is – uh, whether or not they can improve on their running game. They were, I believe, 28th uh, uh, in the league last year in rushing, um, and so having a balanced offense. And you don't have the backup. It's about whether or not Carson Wentz can stay healthy and carry a team through an entire season. It's funny that, you know, people co-sign on Carson Wentz, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, 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 you know a, a lot like they, 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 they do for uh, my man over there uh, in, in Indianapolis. It's like he gets – even though he's had some great seasons, but he ain't finished. It, but, you know, they will rank him over a lot of other players and without some of the same criticism. But this is the season. He don't have a safety net. The team don't have a safety net. He's the one that's got to carry him. But they're ranked 10th. Dallas Cowboys, you better you, – you know who else going to ride driving that, that, that bring truck up? But they say he went on the plane. It's Zeke Elliott. Now, he got a whole bunch of other issues, and I'm sure we're going to hear Hank talk about that when he talks about Dallas and – and everything else that Dallas was. Dallas is ranked 19th in their power rankings. Um, 
Philadelphia is projected on average for people looking at it to have around nine wins. Dallas is projected to have about eight wins um, uh, looking at that. And people are thinking that Philly has about a 66.5% chance of making the playoffs. Dallas has about a 44.2% make the playoffs. But, you know, Dallas's biggest thing was, you know, they had a, a de- they had a good defense, but really solidifying that defense up front, uh, making sure that they're healthy and, and, and doing stuff on defense because they're going to need that defense to really show up early. And then whether or not, you know, uh, uh, Zeke Elliott is going to be there uh, to really lead that running game. And, you know, are they going to take care of Dak Prescott? There's some stories around that. Like, where is the stability, the long kind, and how would those kinds of how are those things going to affect the way in which they get into their season? So, uh, but they are at 19th. Uh, the uh, Washington is 28th in the power rankings, projected to have about six wins uh, for the year. They got like a 10% uh, chance uh, preseason of making the playoffs. You know, Washington is an interesting uh, uh, thing. I, I love the. Um, um, uh, uh, they had they had uh, uh, Josh is over there jumping the bull and everything else uh, uh, over over there. Uh, I think in Italy uh, and Gruden up there said, you know, uh, you know, the, he knew the bull wasn't gonna hit him because uh, Josh avoids hits. Uh, so you know that that felt like a the line that they said with KD at the celebration. It's kind of a funny line, but then he realized he might have made a mistake. But Gruden has been getting the pass, so he's now he's on the hot seat. And what is he gonna do with that quarterback situation? Is he going to go with the youngin? A lot of those decisions are going to be key for them um, in terms of, and it's about time, you know, he's been getting a pass uh, for a long time, and maybe it's the Gruden name, but it, it, he got to figure out how to produce in a division where there's some wins to be had. And then we had the Giants, who are projected at t- uh, 30th in the preseason power rankings, uh, projected to have about 6.3 wins, and, uh, and they're also a 10% chance of making the playoffs. This is about Eli Manning. They've told you there is no quarterback controversy. There is nothing there. It's all Eli. But is it really Saquon? Is this win we have for the Giants kind of where Denver was when they won the playoffs late in Elway's career, where they started to succeed because they made it about the running back? And Saquon catch the ball in the backfield, Saquon getting the touches, maybe shortening the game you know, uh, uh, figuring out how to score, uh, eliminating the turnovers. But they say it's going to be about Eli. And so where would they go? But they're ranked 30th in division. So, so you know, this is kind of where – this is a division that if you look at the averages in terms of power rankings here in the preseason, you know, the only team that's really getting, like, serious noise is Philadelphia. With Dallas is kind of that, that group that's kind of that next tier. Um but this is a division that people, are, I believe, if you look at it, have a lot of questions uh, uh, about them. So part of what we're going to try and do when we go through with each team is we're going to try and understand in each of these divisions, you know, who's the most important player in the division based on what they mean to their team. Another question we're going to be asking is, who do we think is going to have a breakout season uh, this year coming out of the division? Who's that player that's ready to go to that next level? And then based on some of the things I just said earlier, which team will underperform expectations and which team will overperform expectations? And then each of us will hit down to what our final standings are and who will make the playoffs. Because we might have final standings, and we might say this team is going to win the division, but we might believe that division is so strong that they might have two or three teams who still might make the playoffs. 
right? And we want to get a sense of that, contextualize what we think it is about those divisions. So that's kind of how we're going to try to flow, flow through this a little bit. We're going to kind of go round robin. I'm going to hit Hank, and he'll, he'll answer his question. We'll have a little discussion about, you know, who we put out on the table and everything else and, and kind of let it flow. So that's how we flow on everybody. Y'all get on the ride with us, and here we go. So we're going to start with the first question. I'm going to go – to, to, to Darnell, I know you're 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 in Baltimore. Uh, and I hope you don't get hit by a left hook. But we're gonna start with uh, who you believe in in the NFC East is the most important player to his team in the division. Man, this is a real tough one because in the game of football, you got um, 22 men on the field at the same time, so it's hard to really say the one guy that is the most important. But if you're, uh, but if I have to choose one, I'd have to go with the guy we talked about a little bit earlier, Mr. Ezekiel Elliott. Um, he's holding out right now, and uh, I'm, I usually take the player side on this kind of thing, but I think he should probably he should probably just uh, show up. But um, but Ezekiel Elliott, in my opinion, he is the guy that um, is most important to his team because the running game is um, a large part of what Dallas does as a team. And when he gets that running game going, and he's a, he's a bell cow. He's one of those guys. He gets stronger as the game goes on. So when he really gets going, that opens up a lot of room for Amari Cooper to do his thing and the rest of the receivers to play off of that. And uh, the quarterback can get in the rhythm because he's not necessarily playing behind the sticks. Because they're, they're, playing, they're going to be ahead. They're going to be more third and two. You know what I'm saying? You get from second and four, good down the distances. But um, I would say he's the Elliott for, um, for this one. And, you know, and I, and I think that's a good thought. I mean, Zeke is obviously obvious, obvious, you know, very important because just like you say, he's a, he's a, he's a straw that stirs the drink uh, in a way. But um, one of the things that's um, interesting about that is, um, given that, you know, they're strengthening their receiving core, they're getting Jason Witt back a little bit as a security blanket, even though he's 37 years old. Um, do you think they have enough weapons to even – Don't you, do you think believe that they could still be successful without him if they have the growth on defense and things that if he holds out two or three games, right? Do you see a maturity in – you know, they got a number one receiver. You know, do you see some things where they might have a maturity in a way that Zeke – might not, you know, they're getting their line back, which a lot of their success is having say, would, the best line. Do you see? Do you see them being able? Do you yeah. see them maturing in other places? I would say, I would say the defense is really, um, it's really good. You have a very good up and coming defense. The offensive line has always been strong for the last five or six years. But um, yeah, but uh, when when you when you're saying like the weapons as far as the um, receivers stuff going. I don't know if I necessarily want to put Dak Prescott as the guy to carry the offense. I don't know if I want him throwing the ball 35, 40 times a game. Uh, he's he's better when he can run, he can play off play action. You know, when he has a the run support behind him. So I don't. Um, I see what you're saying. Um, I, I agree. They do have some good weapons. They do have a very good defense. But um, like I said earlier, it's, it's hard to pick somebody. <laughs> Well, no, I, 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 no, but I think you, I think you made a really good case for, um, 
why he is. And I mean, I think if you 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 could probably get nine out of ten players. We got, I mean, nine out of ten uh, media types. Um, they, his name might come up. His name probably would come up seven times at least. So I think you you made a really good case for it. Hank, who do you see? Uh, in the division or for the Cowboys? For the division. No, I'm 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 going a little bit different. I'm going to say Carson Wentz because look, it, to me it seems like Philadelphia now uh, made it to the Super Bowl. Okay, uh, Nick Foles won, uh, won the Super Bowl for them. Okay, Carson Wentz has not proven that he can stay the whole season. Carson Wentz is not, but the Philadelphia Eagles have now, uh, you know, put all their eggs into the Carson Wentz basket, okay? Clayton Thorson is your backup, okay, out of, out of Northwestern from what I know right now. My point is that while you can you can make an argument for uh, Ezekiel Elliott, you can make an argument about, for Dak Prescott, but you, could, but you know that um, Ezekiel Elliott did sit out six games for that team. They did. They were able to run the football to some degree. Okay, he does have a little bit better weapons, and 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 Dallas just has a solid, solid defense. Okay, and they they they've got, in my opinion, probably one of the weaker divisions out of out of all of them. Because when you look at Washington and you look at the Giants, those are basically rebuild projects, if you ask me, in my opinion. But when you look at the uh, when you look at the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, a team that's a couple of years removed from the Super Bowl championship. All right, and uh, went back and was one uh, bad catch by the wide receiver of possibly knocking off New uh, New Orleans last year in the playoffs. Okay, this team is very well coached. They play a solid defense and they can score the football. Okay, provided they that the quarterback stays healthy. Now, and, and this is the thing: uh, the Eagles was rolling before Wentz got hurt. And he got hurt again. Okay, he has to be the most important player to that team because there's nobody behind him now. They got rid of all the quarterbacks that could help this team to get there, and they're very well again. They're very well coached and very solid. So it's got to be him because it's like if he goes, I don't know where he, the Eagles are going to be. I think their whole their ranking, everything just plummets. And I, I mean, I, I also had Carson Wentz for a number of things that you said, and I think the the one thing I might. Uh, add into it, and you know, and, and Darnell and I've been going back and text messaging a lot on this. So I know when we start talking about the AFC North, we're going to get into a whole another conversation. But, but part of why, also, self-admittedly, um, as a young quarterback, one of the things he he was a good leader, right? And I think that's part of what made Foles not only likable in the locker room and his play, but he demonstrated uh, a really good leadership in there, and that's a place he's got to work. So availability. Questionable leadership, where where the, where the guys follow you, right? Has it mm-hmm. been demonstrated over time that they're going to follow you um, in, in, in ways that you can get out uh, where there is no safety net, right? And I think – and there's a lot of pressure. you got Deshaun Jackson back, a lot of pieces, so there, there can't be an excuse. you got a little older offensive line uh, with some of the players uh, uh, there with a couple uh, older players. Defense has got to really solidify for them to put it all together. Uh, so, you know, I, I think that um, they are heavy on Carson, right? I just talked about the fact they, they had no running game, mm-hmm. right? And they've tried to up that a little bit. But it's not only having a, no running game, but, you know, are they um, the second coming, uh, you know, of kind of the previous regime of Eagle coaches where they could have runners, but they just refuse to run. They get pass happy with Carson. 
And will he, right. you, know, you know, people talk a lot about, you know, um, some of the other running quarterbacks, but his biggest issue when I get hurt is because he's running all the time. So people, be, they'll be critical about Cam mm-hmm. Newton, some of these other guys who run, but is he willing to stay in the pocket and, and not put himself in harm's way in the same way people say about Cam and some of these other running quarterbacks? And so those kind of decision-making things, given that you, can, you can't afford to be hurt, you've got to be available if they're going to win. I think those are some right. question marks. And if he's down, like you said if he's down, they have no one else to go to. That is that's a level of Nick, you know, that, that they and have keep confidence it, and keep in. It, and keep in mind, keep yeah. in mind they have um, some talent in their uh, in that in that running back you know room. They got some talent in there. They drafted Miles Sanders out of Penn State. You know, they yeah. got Donnell Pumphrey. They you know, they already have the veteran Darren Sproles. They've got some talent over there. Okay. So he, got, he would behoove him I got to stay Jordan in the pocket. Howard. Yeah. Jordan Howard. Yeah, Jordan Howard, thank you. And so they've got some talent in that running back room. They just they just need to, you know, commit to that a little bit and keep him in the pocket and let him do what he do. And, you know, and again, if, coming off an ACL injury, you know, he needs he needs to really just cool it. But the question is, are they are they gonna pull are they gonna pull Andy Reid? Right? Had the running game. But refuse to run, right? Right. right. It's one thing to have these guys in the room, but are you going to run the football, right? And so, right. And he also got a guard that Yes. They they got it, but are they going to stay healthy, right? Left tackle got to stay on the field. Thirty-seven years old. Yeah. Right. Well, they drafted a so, good left tackle to back them up too. Yeah, and and, 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 and so, but. Drafting somebody to back them up and then somebody actually being a play when it's, the lights come on is a whole nother thing. Yeah. And that's a delicate And they also got delicate, the best defender in the game. Yeah, but 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 if your quarterback don't stay in the pocket and run, it don't matter what you do on the line. Right? Right. Like 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 it's hard to block for people like Cam and them. Like 'cause you setting up it it's easy to block for Brady because you know where you're gonna be. <laughs> and he ain't going nowhere. He'll give you one right. step step. Brady missed the two mm-hmm. steps. I'm gonna give you two steps left. I'm gonna give you two steps right. If you block it for him, you know he's gonna be there. You can set the pocket and go. Some of the sacks come from these. Some of these running quarterbacks guys come back not on not having a good line. They escape quickly and allow themselves to be exposed. And so you don't value the strength of that line. And that's the part where he has to control what, when he's gonna run and when he isn't. I think that's gonna be a very important part of it to allow that line to be as great as it can be, right? I think Dak does a really good job of that. Like, he has design runs. He got a good feel for it. He lets them be there. There's some other things he needs to work on. But I think he does a much better of of, of, of being in that space and being comfortable in that space with that line. He just got to complete the play. Whereas Carson, I think he's a great pass. He's got, he had great numbers. But he'll tuck and run in, in, in ways that is going to jeopardize him. So we got to see if it's all going to come together. But if he gets hurt, that's why I say he's the most important for them. Right. Because I right. think if Zeke doesn't play, I think, and I agree with everything that Darnell said. I mean, Zeke is that. But I think the Cowboys have started to be, try to become more Zeke-proof. I think they still can be uh-huh. competitive. If Carson ain't playing, <laughs> Eagles done. Like done. Because he, he's such a different to be level. Carson-proof. They won the Super Bowl without Carson. I said what, a, a, a great back Carson. With a great backup quarterback yeah. who was special. Now all backup quarterbacks are like that, right? Like 
there there have been history. Frank Wright, there's some there's some great guys who are great backup quarterbacks. Like we should do that one time. Like like they can never start, but when they came in the game, nobody else wants to see them. Like right, they, we have those guys, who, those great backups. Like in the backup role, they sometimes put up big numbers. When they started on a regular basis, they weren't good. But in that backup role, Nick Foles was that guy. He was just comfortable. He knew the system. You know, there was and, – and the coaches knew him well enough because they had him previously. They knew how to game plan for him. So I think there are a lot of factors that allow that to happen that I don't think exists right now for them. Right. I think what they clearly said, and this was designed, and I, and, I, and I give them the credit, Carson, it's time to stand up. It's time uh-huh. for you to have all the weight on your shoulders if you're going to be that guy. And we got to see if you're that guy. We're taking away all the training wheels. I mean, you got to figure out how to be here for us to win. So it, we, it's going to be interesting, but I think we, we raised a lot of issues. Let's move to question two. Y'all, oh, y'all warmed up. I love this. Y'all, y'all own this. I, I threw these questions out to these brothers, and they ready, they ready, they ready to, they ready to go like no other, no other brother like that. <laughs> All right, player who will, uh, who will have a, a breakout season this year. I'm gonna go with you, Hank. Who do you think will have a breakout season in the, the North? You got to uh, go with Amari Cooper. You got to go with Amari Cooper. And the reason why you got to go with Amari Cooper is because they went and they traded him. They got him over here to Dallas. All right. Uh, he, 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 you know, I, I was just watching on the NFL. You know, he, he was like in the, like between the 60th and 70th, you know, in that in that percentile of, 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 of best players last year. That's because he couldn't catch the ball, you know, with all that talent that he has. So now he's going to be uh, with with the Dallas Cowboys. He's got to be an impactful player to open up that running game for for the Cowboys. I think that the, he and uh, Dak Prescott that could really be something to see. So I look for him to have a breakout season, uh, possibly even a Pro Bowl season, because he, he he's a weapon. He's a weapon, and we saw a little bit of that last year. But uh, you know, if you take the year as a whole. You know, he started off with the Raiders. He just he wasn't getting it done. That's that's what made him trade bait. But I think with, right down there in Big D, I think he's going to really, really you're going to he's going to be a, a force to be reckoned with. All right, that, that, there, there we go, Darnell. Who who's, who you think will have a breakout season in the uh, NFC East? I like I like the Hank um I like Hank pick with um Amari Cooper. He's one of um he's a very talented player. He, I, but I think he broke out last year after the trade because he proved when he was in that um when when he played when he was able to play with Dak Prescott play with a team that gives the quarterback um the team like the Cowboys that have a good line that can give um the quarterback time and time for his route to develop. Amari Cooper played excellent, so um, my breakout player is going to be Darius Geis for the Washington Redskins. He's a very talented running back. He's big, super athletic, really fast. He's going to get a lot of touches because they have a rookie quarterback. Um, because um, Alex Smith, uh, I'm not sure if he's – I don't think he's ready to play yet. So, um, between Darius Geist and Adrian Peterson, and he has a veteran in Adrian Peterson that knows the game, that he's going to be able to teach him a lot. He probably taught him a lot last year um, when, when Geist was injured and sitting out. I think guys are going to bounce back and have a have a breakout season with the Washington Redskins. All right, 
Geist. Oh, those are two, two, two great ones. I like the Geist one. I like the Geist one. I'm going on defense on this one. And, you know, when they picked him and, and I, you know, I had a chance to, like, watch him and kind of, kind of remember him playing in college um, and just how excited he was to be drafted, um, Leighton Vanderesh. Uh, he had 135 oh, tackles yeah. as a rookie, seven pass defended, and two interceptions. He just uh, he was he was ranked. You know how they do the the 100 top 100 NFL players, the peers, everybody. They ranked him 74. Um, this is like one thing I can say about the Cowboys. You know I'm a Steelers fan. Everything has time for me for Cowboys, whatever. But you know outside of some of these other picks they made, some of these picks they made around their line, these linebackers stuff like this. This is a pick. When they made it out of Boise State, I was like, this kid has got something. And I just think he's going to, um, you know, when Lee, Lee is sometimes vulnerable in terms of injury, uh, but with Smith and with him, that linebacking core they got is going to be incredible. But I think he's so, he's so versatile. I think he's – I think he played a lot of instinct last year. I think now having a year of just being comfortable in the defense, being able to get after the football, I think that this guy – I think their defense is going to really carry them. And I think this guy is going to uh, really go – he's got a motor. He's going to be making a lot of tackles. So he's he's someone that I think you need to be watching. And, um, you know, I think he might have – he might mess around, you know, in his second year and get to the Pro Bowl. So uh, great, great, great thoughts, great thoughts, guys. So teams – a team that will underperform expectations. Now let me go back and say, okay, they did the power rankings. They kind of gave what they the, – uh, based on average and whatever, where they thought teams were going to finish in terms of the number of wins. Eagles, 9.4 wins, so, you know, close to 10-win season, 9-win season. Cowboys, about an 8-win season, which I think would be disappointing for them, but people are projecting an 8-win season. Uh, the Washington, 6 wins, uh, and then uh, the Giants, 6 wins. So, so uh, Darnell, who do you think will outperform expectations here in the preseason? Or underperform, 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 yeah, underperform. Okay, so um, I'm gonna have to go with the favorite, the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, they are gonna be. I, I believe if everything plays right, the Philadelphia Eagles should be in a great position to have a great season. But um, I hate to be the Mister Negative. I hate to be a guy that um. It's bringing the bad news, but it's hard for me to it's hard for me to um, bet on an injury prone quarterback in a game like um, in a game like football. It's a very dangerous game. Things happen, especially in guys that like Carson Wentz that like to run, like you said earlier. So, um, man, it's hard for me to bet on them. So, if I had to pick a team that was going to underperform, because um, obviously the Giants is have a um, possibility of being the worst team in the NFL. You have the Redskins, which I'm going to mention later on, and you have the Cowboys, which I believe the Cowboys are going to have a good season. So, process of elimination, I'm going to go with the Eagles because of their um, injury-prone quarterback. All right. Good stuff, man. Way to break that down. Uh, who, who, do you got, who do you got, Hank? Actually, I'm going with the Redskins uh, because – I think they're going to have a quarterback controversy. Okay, I just don't see how you drafted Dwayne Haskins and he don't play. Okay, as a rookie, 
that being said, I think that you're looking at the Eagles, you're looking at the Cowboys, you're looking at the Redskins having to play those two teams twice. I don't think they beat them either time. That's four losses right there. And then, you know, I'm just concerned that, you know, you 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 you've got a you've got a player that that this this happens a lot of times when you got teams that are picked to make the playoffs, and you've, they've got them a stud over there as a as a young quarterback, and the fans want to see him play. Okay, and that and that automatically, from what we what we've seen, that has always you know created uh, some sort of uh, dissension in, the, in in the locker rooms. So even though this team was uh picked to win six games, I could see them only winning five. Okay, because I can just see that any sort of slow start by the Redskins, you know, is going to really ramp up getting Dwayne Haskins in the game. And Dwayne Haskins, uh, while very very talented is still a rookie, okay? So uh, for that reason alone, I, I think for the reason that Darnell picked because he's concerned that uh, Carson Wentz might get hurt, I think the quarterback controversy that's going to happen in D.C. Could, could fracture this team and they could go 5-11. and 11. Wow, 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 wow. So, <laughs> this is good stuff here. Uh, so, yeah, I got the Eagles. And part of it is um, – uh, just what you said about Carson, but, like, five, their first five games against playoff teams, they got to play the Seahawks, the Patriots, the Bears, Cowboys twice, um, you know, um, they, they, they they got a schedule, man. And um, and then they got to play, I think, a Thursday night at Lambeau. Uh, I, you know, I think there's too many potholes. And, they're playing in these first five games. They're playing against teams with the Patriots' defense at the end of the season was on up. They, it was up there, right? The Seahawks are bouncing back. Um, you saw that, that video. I love that video. You sent me, uh, uh, Darnell. What you know, Russ is doing with his teammates and stuff like that. Like, is the rejuvenation going on with them? I went to sleep. And the Bears aren't playing. They straight. They straight. Uh, defensively, they're gonna put people. And then the, the Cowboys defense is going to be great. So you're talking about defenses that are going to put a hit on you. Um, it's going to be interesting. If stuff starts cracking a little bit and Jaws might start being online, it's going to be interesting to see how this is, you know, you got a, what, you, you got uh, $128 million, Carson. That's pressure, baby. In Philly? We ain't even talking. The Philly fans are going to be off the hook. So I, 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 I for some reason, I mean, I, they're either going to be 12 wins, you know what I'm saying? They're either going to be 12 wins or they're going to be in that seven win, eight win, trying to make the wild card because just something didn't bounce their way. Even with the talent they got with Deshaun and all these guys coming back, um, there, there might be a, 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 a struggle there and why I might be, you know, having the standings a little bit different than it is. So, great, hey, guys, great. Great, great analysis on that. I got to uh, say something, hey, though. I, I want to put ahead. you guys to task, okay? Because what I'm hearing is is that there is a hesitancy to whether Carson Wentz can stay healthy. And this this is why we're saying this. Because don't forget that before this young man blew out his knee, that the Eagles that year that they won the Super Bowl had only lost one, two football games with Carson Wentz at the helm. They were blowing teams' doors off. Okay, they had one of the most, um, 
you know, prolific offenses. So if they figured it out, and last year he was coming off of that devastating injury, so he wasn't going to be 100%. So what I'm saying to you is that be careful of that because he's bound to be healthy. He's, he, 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 he's had that, that, that injury that he wasn't not 100% all last year. If he's 100%, he is one damn good quarterback. Just go back and look at his numbers before the injury, okay? And, 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 and take last year as still a recovery time. Okay, so so because if, if we're looking for him to have another devastating injury, then you're absolutely right. But if but if not, that is a very formidable team, the Eagles. But you, they also had his quarterback coach was was a quarterback who's now gone. His offensive coordinator coordinator was a quarterback who's now gone. You know what I'm saying? Like it was also having a coaching trio, and he also benefited from the one time through rule, like. We got a chance to see you one time through. You shocked us. Y'all had a whole bunch of other stuff going on. And then you got hurt before we could scout you and go back and get you again. We got film, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, some of that success was not just Carson, but you had some other people playing well. You had the defense playing well. And he got the benefit of people trying to figure out the offensive philosophy of those coaches. And he got really set up with a quarterback coach who was a quarterback right, <laughs> who's gone, an uh, offensive coordinator who's quarterback, gone, and then a, a head coach who is quarterback, right, so who got that perspective. And so I think there's a lot of pieces that allow for him to be successful in ways that if Dak Prescott had the same setup, I think he would have been successful, right? So mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's not a great quarterback, but I also you only got a chance to see him through that one run. He got hurt. Then you really didn't get a chance. So there's some other things where people got tape on him now. Right? right, and so how is that going to play out? And again, sometimes it's not about you being great or bad. Sometimes it's a roll of the dice of the of who you playing. And if you open it up playing against the Patriots, and you got to play Chicago, as well as the Cowboys yeah. defense wasn't bad. I don't care how good you are; they're going to give everybody a hard time. Right? Those defenses. So some of that may not be about Carson being bad. It's the fact that as y'all trying to break in some of these new players into your offense, y'all going against top seven defenses. Now, this is the same Chicago team they beat the playoffs last year, right? Yeah, but it, but, but it's going to be Chicago. Team, it's gonna be <laughs> All I'm saying is, I'm not trying to be a Philly fan, but Philly has held their yes, own. Yes, you are, man. Yes, you are. They, 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 they held their own. Who, who you going to – you can't be rooting for the Lions, and we'll talk about them in, next week. No, no, we ain't going to talk about them. I'm having fun talking about football. Let's, let's keep it fun. You talk about Lions, and I can go to therapy. I'm not trying to do that. I'm, I'm, I'm saying, though, is that you got a very formidable Philadelphia team. This team is is two years removed from the Super Bowl championship. Okay, and, and they're playing these other teams. So all I'm saying is. Would it be a shock if they lost to the Bears early in the season? It wouldn't be a shock. But I wouldn't. But but I'm just saying that this team is got. It's battle-tested. You got a battle-tested team that's two years removed from the championship in the Eagles. Don't just write them off that way. Is what I'm saying. There's a whole bunch of teams two years removed from a run. That's football, right? You you could be you could have done something two years ago. It's a whole different thing right now. Okay, but even last year. Okay, but, but even if you go to last year, this was this was a formidable playoff team. That went further than anybody else in their division. So uh, is what I'm saying to you. So uh, while we while we're saying that, 
And I and I, well well I'm I'm saying this I understand where y'all coming from, but I'm taking you to task on it because this ain't no slouch of a team, this Eagle team. But I'm saying this: if if they could they could win the division and make the playoffs with nine wins or seven eight yeah. wins, right? Yeah. In that division, right? That's a so, that's a big point. It's about expectations. Yeah. You know, that, so if, if we not, you know, they still could be doing it. It's just in that division. Whereas if they were in another division, they'd be in trouble. So that that's part of it that they they gonna have. This is a great discussion. And we go, we go, you know, we holding this here, so we got we got it on tape, so we have to bring it back, uh, so that you know, uh, we we'll be sitting up there like uh, like Mueller, you know, re re replaying the testimony. So we <laughs> it's all on wax. <laughs> it's all on wax, and I'll be like, um, I can't. Uh, if it, is it on the tape? You just got to go by what's on the tape. I have nothing else to say. I'll be just like me. That's right. Uh, I, stand, I stand by my stand by my report. I stand by my statement in <laughs> I stand by the transcript of the show. That's what I said. That's, right. That's what I said. All right, all right, youngin. Who over who gonna overperform expectations, Darnell? Well, this this my answer to this question actually depends on one thing. I, I have a question for you. What yeah. amount of wins did you say that um the Dallas Cowboys were supposed to get next year? They had them at eight wins, 8.4. So I, 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 since it's under five and math bags, I'm going to round it down to eight, eight. Which I thought was kind of low for what people so, are saying. I thought they'd be a nine-win projection. That's what, that's what I'm saying. That's, they bugging. So I'm, I'm going to have to go with Dallas. So let's do this. Let's use our RSG factor piece to add on. Let's, we'll say for them nine wins just like the Eagles. I think that's how they look at us. So let's say our projection is nine oh, wins. Okay. So I'm going to go with Washington because Washington Redskins, um, there were teams that I slept on last year. Um, they, um, I, I, was, I had um, Game Pass last year, so I get all the NFL games and I just watch them whenever I get a chance. So um, I was pretty much running the games where I was watching the games specifically to watch the other teams. And Washington would just pop off the screen. Like um, they had their defense played extremely well last year. They they seem like they're going to make a um, Alabama team on the NFL because um, seems like their whole defense with Alabama it's ridiculous. But um, their defense played very well. Adrian Peterson, he he had a very good season last year, especially for being like an older running back like he is. And now he's going to have support with um with Darius um, Geis coming back from injury. you got another quarterback coming in because, you know, Alex Smith got hurt last year. So, you uh, we're bringing in uh, Dwayne Haskins. And the the only drawback for me, because they only played it at six wins, I expect them to get – I expect them to exceed that. Either go on seven and nine, eight and eight. I can, I can see that. So, uh, they're going to be my team. But the only thing I didn't like about them is, I really don't like that they uh, let go of um, DJ Swearinger. I know, I know this happened last year, but he was. I think I thought it was pretty good. He, he he was really good for the team. I don't know. I don't remember why he got let go, but it would have been nice seeing him on this team. So I'm going Washington. But if Dallas is being played at eight and eight, they're definitely um, going to overachieve that. And I'll be that. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know why I did this. I'm going to regret it, but there's something that tells me 
this is going to be true. And I'm going to get blasted right here, but that's okay. I'm going to take it. You gonna, and I don't you know why I feel this. I, and I don't have a lot of evidence for this. So I'm going to take this blast on y'all. I don't have a lot of evidence, but there's a feeling. I got Because it's so negative, it can't be true. <laughs> Y'all are like, oh, oh no! I think the Giants are gonna outperform, man. <laughs> I think the Giants or Giants are a weird organization. When you throw dirt on them, they mess around and get ten wins, and you don't know how they did it. And they the laughing stock. People mocking the GM. They 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 own the coach. They like they trying to ride Eli out of town, but the one thing I saw, I was watching the ESPYS, and I said, "Boy, Saquon look good. Saquon Barkley look good. Saquon looked like he ready for MVP run. You could uh, a running back like Saquon can make a lot of cats look good if you're gonna run through him. Like it was almost like like watching uh uh." Uh, 24-7 of Floyd Mayweather and having everybody focus on everything he's saying rather than turn, down, turn off the, 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 the uh, volume and watching how he's preparing. And if you watch how he's preparing and, and don't listen to everything he's saying, you're like, dang, he's working hard. He's on another level in his preparation. So I think the Cowboys – now, this is why I disagree. Because I kind of took this uh, looking at ESPN's power rankings. I think most people are projecting the Giants to have like four or five wins, not six. Um, in my mind, I think most people are projecting them to have four or five wins. I think they're going to have seven, seven, eight wins. They might have seven wins, uh, which if you talk to people about whether they're getting seven wins right now, people are like, you no way in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, that means they, I think they might have seven, eight wins. I think they're going to outperform. But I think most people, if you look at most people across a lot of projections, even I looked at a lot of people looking at Giants having like five wins, four wins. So this six, is, I think it's kind of high. Um but I think the, the I think the Giants might be in that seven may eight, maybe eight win space, and, and like I said, I could break down and give you a lot of reasons why. I think their offensive line is going to play better. I think they're going to play much more through Saquon. Um, I think uh, Eli is going to benefit from the play action. Act. So I think their offensive scheme is going to be much better and delivered not only on Eli's shoulders so that he can make plays we need to, and I think. Their defense, although got some young spots in their defense, I think their defense will uh, play at a at, at a at a higher level uh, than expected, um, and they'll pull some things together there defensively. Um, I just think for some reason I just think that they're gonna play they're gonna play above people's expectations. I know I'm gonna get blasted for it, but hey, it's on whack. I'm looking you know, at their schedule. That, I can't that, see. That not be that crazy. No, I can't see. I'm looking at their schedule right now, and clearly they're gonna beat the the the, the Lions. We know that, but um, I, I I see five wins for them. Okay, maybe six. So I don't. I mean, because they they've got a pretty stunt schedule. Okay, so uh, that's that. Now, now take the nothing away from you. Um, the fact that Saquon Barkley is a beast, and you got you a veteran quarterback. In uh, Eli Manning, okay, what did that trade with Cleveland give them? Okay, now you got my boy Jabril Peppers over there in their backfield. But, what, I mean, in their defensive backfield, Giants, by and large, usually play pretty decent defense as as traditionally. But 
you know, you don't, you, you know, the wide receiver just broke his thumb. He's going to be out for a little bit. I don't know where they're going to get the six wins from, but I know what you're saying. I mean, but I'm not, I'm not going to kill you on it. I just don't know who they're going to upset. I, I just think Saquon is just going to be so dominant. It might catch up to him later in the season. He's going to be so dominant. Like, he, he, he figured out the code. And, he just, and you know he's capable of doing it. You know he's yeah. capable of being that type of player. Yeah. And I think he just he's he going to figure out the code, which is going to open up Eli's game, right? But they got to play through you him. I think they're going to play through him. Go ahead. You know, if the, if the offensive line can perform like you say they're going to perform and they're going to improve, I I can see I can see what you're saying happening because I really like what they did with their defense this year. They yeah. overhauled the secondary. They 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 brought back the North Jenkins, but they also yeah. brought in DeAndre Baker, a, a cornerback I really like out of Georgia. They also brought in Julian Love. He, he's the guy who can yeah. play in the slot, so he's going to fit very nicely in there um, from Notre Dame. So you yeah. brought in Jabril Peppers, like I said earlier, at the safety spot. Antoine Bethea is an older guy, but he, he loads the game. He has a good IQ. So their secondary is going to be really good. Um, and, you know, the NFL these, these days are a very pass-happy league, so having a good secondary is a very good thing to have. So if their offensive life can perform, I can I, I think I can agree with you. I can come around on that. That, 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 was, my, that was my thing. And, and for some reason I just felt like, man, it's not going to be that bad. And the Giants always, when, they, when they're when good, it's like when you don't expect them to be good. Like, you know where they're going to be good. And they just show up and they're good. And to me, the next great running back, dominant running back, is Saquon in this type of era. And the reason why he's going to be able to stay healthy is because he can catch the ball in the backfield. You can play a receiver, and you can really utilize him almost like a slot receiver. You know, you could do what you – what we're doing with some of these other running backs, where he can get out there, you can just get the ball to him in many different ways. So that I'm I'm there, I'm on wax. I came back off of it, so I'm you know I even take a beating all year or whatever. That's why we do this. So we'll keep it we'll keep it moving on that one. Thank y'all for being gentle because I know I'm gonna get killed later. So I'll do it. <laughs> y'all let me get through. I know I'm gonna take a chance with it. All right. So we got this. We kind of laid out. We kind of laid out this. You guys, you know, I kind of laid this out to y'all. Y'all did a really good job getting ready. I appreciate y'all. For rolling with me on this, on, on, on do this, brother. Now, so now we're getting down to the final standings and playoff teams. And the reason why I'm framing it this way is because a lot of times when people do stuff like that, like, who do you think going to be the division winner? Contextually, you can say, oh, that team's going to win the division. But if it's a strong division, you also want to know, yeah, a team might not win the division, but these other teams, I think, are going to be wild cards. This, team, this division is going to be strong enough that they might have one or two other teams fight for that wild card. And to help to contextualize that division a little bit better around strength. So, so that's kind of what we're going to do uh, uh, right now and kind of get what we think are going to be our final standings and who we think are, are going to be making runs uh, for the division. So I'm going to start with Darnell and then come back to Hank and I'll, and I'll close out. All right. So uh, my standings are going to be um, Dallas 1. I'm going to have um, Philadelphia 2. I'm going to have the Washington Redskins at three, and I'm going to have um, the New York Football Giants in last place. That is my um, order. But um, as far as the playoff teams go, I'd have to look at um, who else is in the NFC and who else is going to make some noise. But 
I believe the two teams that made the playoffs last year have a very good chance. Um, the Cowboys and the Eagles, um, they're going to be my two playoff teams for the NFC East. All right, go on, Hank. All right, so just based upon scheduling alone, I have to go with Dallas Cowboys uh, to win the division. They, they've got a, they've got a, to me, a uh, softer strength of schedule than does Philly. Philly has got a, a beast of a, of a schedule. But that being said, I do expect them to uh, make the playoffs. Uh, I, and the reason why is because I think they're going to have a, a superior uh, conference schedule. I think that the fact that they. Um, uh, play a lot of these tough teams uh, very, very straight up, and, and can beat them in their in their place. I think they're going to be enough. They're going to be a formidable team and, and make it to the playoffs. And I think they're going to have the first playoff spot, wild card spot. Um, I, you know, I the, the I, I got a push. I'm trying to work with you here, D. I'm going to pick uh, the, the the Giants. Second, I mean third in that division, and and I can only give them six wins, which I can't call it a uh, I can't call that an improvement because that's what they're projected, so it's a push. And then I've got the Washington Redskins falling off at five and eleven, um, and and they they they're starting off, you know, uh, looking at this again. I'm looking at the schedule. They start off playing Philly, then they start off playing Dallas, and they start off playing the Bears. Okay, before they get to the Giants and they got New England again, that's just going to be a lot for that team, in my opinion, uh, to try to 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 overcome. And that's your Redskins schedule to start. You talked about Philly, and I think they're going to have a hard time. And I think that by the time they get to San Fran by Week Seven, they're going to be calling for Dwayne Haskins, and then we just see what happens at that point. But uh, I, I've got Dallas first, Philly second, both of those being playoff teams. Uh, the, the the Giants, and then round it out with the Skins. That's that's it. I I got the. I think we're I think we're all in management. This is crazy. I got the Cowboys winning it. I got Philly second. I got the the Giants third. And Washington fourth. But one of the things I, I'm I'm looking at this division. I'm beginning to think about this. I start seeing the trends and going the other way. Um. I think this. I think these teams might have a little better records. I think they might do a little bit better in their non-conference matchups than people think. Because think about this, the flip side. The Patriots got to play against the Cowboys, Phillies, and, and, and the Giants defense is going to be much improved, but that Washington defense is going to be physical. So so think of on the other side of our as y'all were talking, I'm thinking about they're playing, they're, they're playing against the AFC East. And we'll we'll probably I'm not gonna break them down because we'll probably break them down later, but that also means those teams got to play against all these other teams, and so the Patriots got to play the Cowboys who gonna have a good defense, and get after you. Philly's gonna have a much improved defense, get after you. I think that Washington defense gonna get after folks too. I think that's gonna be their stronghold. A lot of questions is how they how they get that offense because Gruden they talk about Gruden, but I just don't see it sometimes, right? Something falls off, and I don't know quite what it is. The quarterback will put up numbers, but I just they keep losing. And I don't quite know why they're doing it offensively, right? But it's the kind it's it's the kind of game when you play against them, you might beat them, but you're gonna walk away hurt. Like all these teams are gonna be physical, and so it's gonna be interesting because I think they might win a few more non-conference or like uh, games than anticipated, which might add to their overall record. 
where they might be beating up each other, they might be up on people outside of their division. So it's going to be interesting to see how that goes with Philly and the Cowboys making that run, you know, I think being in that playoff run, you know, where, you know, Philly's probably going to be that, that first tier of wild card team. That's I agree with you there. I agree with you there. I, I, I think they're going to take the first uh, wild card spot, get the home, uh, the home game. Uh, and then, and then again, you, the one thing about Philly that I've that I've seen, and they're not a team that I particularly like as far as like the Philadelphia Eagles. But you cannot deny, you know, that that team gets stronger during the season, and then they are a beast in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, and and we've seen teams come go from that wild card spot and make a championship run, right? So right. they might have right. to pick up right to ship late. Lose maybe divisionally, make the wild card, and then go on a run, right? And I think they're capable of doing that because I think part mm-hmm. of it is getting some of their chemistry and continuity and stuff uh, all together as a team um, in a way. And that could be flipped. It could be the Cowboys doing that either way with it. But I can see them, you know, being that road warrior uh, in a sense. Right. So, hey, guys, y- y'all were good about this. Next week we're going to do two divisions. Um, and – We'll probably go with the the NFC South. Y'all want to stay with the NFC for a bit and, and clean that up, or we can go to an AFC side. How y'all? You can roll, 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 you roll, but you roll, we go. All right, we're gonna go to the NFC South. Now that we warmed up, we warmed up. We're gonna go to the NFC South, and then um, we're gonna go with the NFC West. That's so that's got fun. some interesting conversation. My goodness, yep. that's a, <laughs> in both those divisions, and we we gonna take, we might end up yeah. taking up all the time, but huh? <laughs> it, it's gonna be some some jokes and everything else in that one. Is some so I'm looking forward to the homework. You listeners, y'all come back for our next podcast with uh, RSG One Mike when we we are going at the NFC South and the NFC West. It's going to be some good stuff. But you know how we got to end the show. We got to go to our man, Hank, to drop the mic. Thank you, D. Listen, we're going to stay with the football theme, kind of, sort of. I want to, I just, I just want to kind of ask everybody a question. We started the show off. We talked about the tragic death of the young fighter uh, this past week in the ring. Um, with the NFL spending so much time on trying to change the safety of the helmets and of the equipment and some of the rules uh, and the CTE or the concussion um, uh, issues that they've had in the NFL that, uh, you know, have been concerning about players once they get off the field. Um, and and then just, just the overall, where is football going now? What is the state of football with the youth? What is the state of football, you know, outside of college? And so I asked and I posed this question. I thought about that as we was preparing for our show today. What if there was no football? What if the football that we know of today that we love so much that we do countdowns on just went away? What if if, if, if the fear of this game uh, went away because folks sitting around afraid of being hurt, afraid of, of life after the game, takes the game away, a game where – we call our players the neo gladiators. That is, that is, baseball is 
the, the uh, American pastime, football is our American's passion. And what if that just went away because of fear? And 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 I say that because there's no way that when we get in between the lines, when we get in the ring, that we get on the court, that we ever expect that our that our opponent does not walk away as we walk away. But we also understand that as we go and we do this, that this is something that 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 is a part of us. And if it and if it wasn't for it, if we couldn't not prepare for it, if we could not look at it, that it takes as much away from us that that we might as well have died on that floor, on that court with that young man. He died doing what he loved to do. And as much as we want to protect it sometimes, it is there for us and it's part of us. So I think about that sometimes. And you think about that, that if it went away, would you be any more alive? Take that with you. We'll talk to you later. Peace. This thing right here. Yes, yes, today, yes, yes, today, you know, as we start this show, this one might be... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.